Hey and welcome to the Mum Boss Method podcast. If you're listening to this on wherever you listen to your podcasts, hi, thank you for listening to me. If you're watching on YouTube, hello, welcome. Uh, I am thrilled that you've come back to listen to another episode. What am I going to talk to you about today? Well, I'm going to talk to you about the stories that we tell ourselves, okay? The stories that got you to where you are right now. And as we go through today's episode, I will explain more about that. But I want to start by telling you a story, okay? When I was at school, I was bullied. I was bullied by a group of girls who I thought were my friends, okay? I didn't fit in with them. I lived in a council house, council flat actually, I didn't have the nicest things, the nicest clothes, I didn't have makeup, I didn't, I had an awful haircut, um, I was rubbish at sports and loads of them were really good at sports and I'll be really honest with you, I hated secondary school and I've told this story on my social media before, I told it in September 2022 when my son started secondary school because I had this huge anxiety for him about you know, following my experience with secondary school. Um, but what happened as a, as a consequence of that bullying? What happened? Well, I struggled and I say struggled up until recently with female relationships, female friendships. I would say yes to things when I should have been saying no. I treated my body badly. So many of you that have listened to my story know that I would overtrain Monday to Friday and then I would binge eat and drink all weekend. So I'd, I'd punish it and then use it as a dustbin. Punish it, use it as a dustbin. Um, I spent loads of money trying to fill the gap that had been left from this bullying. I did, th- you know, I shopped, I spent money on things I didn't need. I did course after course after course. I, you know, I am a qualified nail technician. I've done a makeup course. I you know, I've done all of these things before I got to where I got to now to try and fill the gap. Okay. I even changed the way I speak. So if you listened to how my brother and my dad and even my mum to some extent speak, they, they speak very differently to me. I, I can't change it back now and I'm not particularly proud of the fact, but I am more well-spoken than the rest of my family. Uh, I have changed how I look several times and, you know, continued to do things to, with that. Um, and all of that was because I wanted to fit in, because I wanted people to like me, okay? I wanted them to want to be friends with me because at school I felt like I didn't fit in, that I wasn't good enough, that people didn't like me, I wasn't popular, um, all of these things. And what that did was that left me really unhappy, really unhealthy. And I went through a really huge period of being very socially anxious, 
where I struggled to leave the house and be in groups. I, in my working life, in my corporate career, I always told myself I got on better with male bosses, that I couldn't have a female boss because women didn't like me. You know, I went into situations thinking women didn't like me. Um, And really this energetically left me exhausted, very overwhelmed, because if you feel like this, and I'm betting that a huge percent of you have felt like this at one degree or another, constantly trying to fit in and be something that you think other people want is energetically exhausting and overwhelming because you are constantly thinking about it and changing the way that you're behaving. So that's kind of the brief overview of of the my story of of where I got to this point of thinking I don't fit in people don't like me and I'm not good enough and you know there are lots of examples I could share with you there there are lots of things I could tell you about you know stories I could tell you about school but that's the that's the umbrella story if I like if you like but why am I telling you this I'm telling you this because we all have a story. Part of mine is that I don't feel like I'm good enough, that I don't fit in, that I'm different, that I don't belong, that people don't like me. There's something wrong with me. And I want to ask you, what's your story? What's the story that you're telling yourself? Don't even try to think about where it came from. It's taken me a long time to work out where my story came from. But what's the story that you tell yourself? When you walk into certain situations, what is that underlying feeling, that underlying anxiety? You know, mine mine sometimes still comes up when I walk into a social situation and I think people aren't going to like me. I, I shouldn't be here. And so I really want you to think about what your story is. And why is this important? Why is it important to know what your story is? Well, that story influences your behaviours. So for me, I people pleased, even when it was the furthest thing away from pleasing myself. I did things I didn't want to. I did things I wasn't proud of. I treated my body like absolute crap and I put other people first. And I sabotage myself and I sabotage my relationships. And I didn't trust people, especially women, because I thought they were all going to talk about me behind my back, to stab me in the back, and that they didn't like me, and that they were all better than me, and they knew they were better than me, and they were talking about that fat behind my back. And I ended up with this crippling anxiety, okay? The bottom line is I was at the bottom of the list for everything. Everything, not just I put my husband and my child first. It wasn't just about putting people first. It was about feeling the bottom rung of the ladder for everything. As from, you know, vanity aspects such as I'm not the prettiest in my friendship group. I'm not 
as good at my job as the other people in my team. I'm not the skinniest. I'm not the fittest. I don't, I've got the worst hair. To things like, you know, with my son, I'm not the best mom. I'm not the best wife. I'm not the best friend. I'm not the best daughter. I'm not the best sister. And, and this line of thinking affects everything. So it affected my self-confidence and it's probably affecting yours. It affected my self-belief. It makes you highly self-critical and sometimes even there's self-loathing and self-hatred in there. And in turn, it affects your progress with whatever goals you might be trying to achieve. So let me give you some examples of that. In business and work, you know, in my corporate career before I started the Mumboss Method, it affected whether I felt I could go for promotions or not. It probably affected me in, in the journey towards promotion. It affected my self-belief around the things I could do and the projects I would go after. And since doing the Mumboss Method, you know, putting myself out there, doing things like podcasts and videos and things like that, procrastinating my general confidence in my ability to do my job, whether it's the mum boss method or my corporate career before. For me in particular in with fat loss and fitness, you know, most of you know, I got to this journey. I got here doing this with other people because I went through my own journey. But my example is that I felt like nothing worked and I told myself nothing worked and that I was going to be this way, this shape, this unhappy, this unhealthy forever. I won't ever get there. I don't deserve to get there. It's too hard. And that led to emotional eating and, and self-soothing with food and alcohol, which is another story. It affected my relationships, trusting other people, communicating openly and honestly with other people and also the boundaries that I set around my relationships. All of these things are affected or were affected by the story I told myself and they will be being affected by the stories that you tell yourself and the thoughts in your head that you choose to believe. Because those thoughts are really, really, really strong. <laughs> They feel really real and our brain is designed to keep us safe. And so if we constantly tell us that, tell ourselves that we're not going to make it, we're not going to succeed, it will keep us from even trying to succeed. So, so many people are afraid of failing. So not even trying is a form of self-protection. We don't try because then we know we can't fail and it keeps us comfortable. We choose to believe those thoughts. And let me tell you, those thoughts are not real. Thoughts are not reality, they're just thoughts. And that's quite a hard concept for some people to get their heads around. But our brain is really designed to keep us safe and it perceives pushing outside of that comfort zone as a threat, as danger. So it will do whatever it can and put those thoughts in your way to help you to stay comfortable. To, even if comfortable is really unhappy for you. 
So let's talk a little bit about how you can change this for yourself. Now, as with everything I do, there is no easy or quick fix. It has taken me years, years of support, guidance, money to get where I am now, to get to the situation where I believe in what I'm doing now. I believe in myself. I love myself, every part of me. You know, there are days when I'll have an off day, absolutely. But on the whole, I have that belief. I have that confidence, physically, mentally, emotionally. But there are some questions that I find really useful when I'm feeling a little bit wobbly. And I think they'll be useful for you to ask yourself. Okay, so when you ask these, I find it really useful to write down the answers. I'm a massive advocate for journaling and that has hugely helped me on this journey. So grab a piece of paper, pause this, grab a piece of paper and a pen and give this little exercise a go. So question number one is, is what you think 100% true? So for me, did I get bullied because I wasn't enough? Is that 100% true? Can I say it's 100% true? No, I wasn't bullied by a group of girls because I in particular wasn't enough. I was bullied by a group of girls who bullied me and lots of other girls in my, not just my year, but my school. They enjoyed it for whatever reason. I'm not even going to project and pretend to understand the reasons why. I wasn't the first and I wasn't the last and it was not about me. So is it 100% true that I was bullied because I'm not enough? No, it's not 100% true. Where else, this is question number two, where else does that story manifest in your life? Where else does it show up? For me, it's everywhere. And I bet you, for you, there's a lot of that as well. So with my husband, you know, there's, I, I still occasionally do this now. I will ask him time and time again in the morning, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And it's taken me 13 years we've been married for 10 this year, to realise he's just not a morning person. Five mornings out of seven, by the time I get home from the gym and he's up, I've been up for two and a half hours longer than him, right? And so I'm already awake, I've worked out, but in fairness, about 15 minutes after I wake up, I'm awake most of the time. He's not a morning person. He's quieter in the mornings and that's okay. You know, even to the point of this shows up when I've cooked dinner, particularly if I've cooked something that's new, it's a new recipe. Do you like it? Is it okay? Are you sure? You know, I only have to see a slight hesitation in someone else eating something I've cooked and I worry that it's not good enough. With work, often when I'm not feeling great and, and confident, I won't show up on videos, in content, on stories because it, I'm questioning my own belief. So, or questioning myself. So this shows up, this I'm not good enough shows up everywhere. It affects all parts of my life. Number three is imagine who you would be without that story. 
and the subsequent behaviours and actions that it causes you to have. That's a really freeing thought. For me, I would always be free. I would always be confident. I would always love myself. I would always be enough. I would not overwork because I think I've not done enough. I would not be paranoid. I would not worry. Okay. And number four, this is the last question. What action can you take to change this around? Okay. And this is really individual. To me, it was about slowing down because my thoughts go a hundred miles an hour and it was really about slowing down and challenging my thoughts. Now I said at the beginning journaling has been a huge tool for me, a huge huge tool um, and I recognise that that's not for everyone but particularly for this journaling every time I felt a little bit insecure a little bit not enough I would take my journal and I would write about it so that's one of the tools that I really use um having one or two people that I trust to bounce these thoughts around with so in particular two of my friends know when I it's amazing it does amaze me I will say I'll blurt out a sentence to them and they will say, this is your frame of mind talking. This is your self-doubt talking. This is your I'm not good enough talking. You know that this isn't true. And they identify it so quickly. So having a couple of people that you can really have an honest conversation with about this is so amazing. And then the, the last thing is about working on the things that I'm passionate about and that align with my purpose, with my goals, with my values. And, and you know, I'm really lucky that I, I have been able to change my career so that I'm now doing something that absolutely brings me joy. Now, you might be working in a job that is all right, but, you know, it doesn't set the world on fire. So what I encourage you to do is to look at what else you're working on. What else are you working towards for you? And this is a hugely important question with the work I do with my clients because we always do goal setting right at the beginning of any of the work we do. And we look at why those goals are really important. And because it, you know, it's never just about the weight loss. There's always so much more to it. So when I say working on the things that you're passionate about and align with your purpose, your values, your goals, it's really worth thinking, okay, so what am I working towards? And that could be, you know, for one of my clients at the moment, um, well, two of them actually, one of them is a runner, one of them is a cyclist, and the additional weight that they're carrying is affecting their running and their cycling. And in turn, that's affecting their social life. And in turn, that's affecting their happiness. So actually, what they're doing is making sure they're connecting. They're working on the weight loss. But that's in service of these bigger goals, which is around their social circles and fe feeling like they are part of a group. Okay. So making sure you're working on things that are really, really important to you. So why is this relevant to you? Why am I telling you this story on this video or this podcast, however you might be watching me, read, listening to me? 
every single one of my clients has a story. So I've just given you two examples of some of the goals that they're working on, but they've got a story that they tell themselves. I don't just work with people on what they eat and how they move. We talk about this stuff as well. And it is very likely that your story and the things that you're telling yourself are holding you back from achieving your goals. So I want you to give this some real thought and some time and some effort, effort, effort in there, effort. Um, what's your story? What are you telling yourself? How is that getting in the way of what you want to achieve? Awareness and identifying it is the first step. Now, some resources on um, what you can, what you can, my English today, some resources on some things that you can have a look at. So, um, the work by Byron Katie is what I've really used to get underneath some of this stuff. So the questions that I've given you in today's session are based on some questions that she puts in that book. Um, I also recommend that you follow my lovely friend and uh, previous coach, Ash Maguire. I'll link her Instagram handle in the in the show notes and also in the YouTube show notes so that you can give her a follow because she talks about the story a lot. That is the work that she does. She worked with me. Um, we worked together for about a year and a half on helping me to overcome this story, which was amazing. So that's two things I recommend that you look at. The work by Byron Katie and um, Ash Maguire. I will link her in the comments of this show. Um, and as always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please share it, give give me a rating and a review. You can subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. I would love to hear your thoughts. So come and find me on social media, give my podcast a share, and I hope you've enjoyed. I hope this has been really useful for you. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at the mum boss method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.